Today's show is pre-recorded. The views in this podcast are our own and do not represent those of the Department of Defense, Department of the Air Force, or Department of the Space Force. Oh, I, I've been asking for recording music the whole time. I need something to at me when I'm doing this. It was all a dream. Mr. <laughs> Word Art Magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy be up in the limousine. Hey, I got you. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. And then all right. Fade out. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The revolutionaries are here to give you the news again. All right. Another week has gone through. Another series of events has come through and we are willing to talk about. We got questions that need to be answered. All right. So go ahead and get your attitudes up. All right. Some people did not wake up today. Some people are not here on this planet today, but we are here. We are here and we are ready to give you that information that you need. All right. The revolution that will not be televised because we right here up in your radios. And if you don't think that we the best and the brightest, then go ahead and change the station as I always suggest. But we still going to be here. We don't even have to introduce ourselves because you already know who we are. But it is what it is. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Hype Man Sledge, Captain Christian Sledge here, Debt 4, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the Rebel Nation, what, what? Now, again, this show would be nothing without the chief personnel here that are actually running the show. I'm just an advisor. So you know how this is going to go. You're going to go ahead and do the, uh, what I like to call the roll call, all right? The all stations check, okay, to make sure you guys know for sure who's online today, who's going to be dropping that knowledge for you guys. So how this is going to go, I'm going to go ahead and call their names, and they're going to respond with their uh, their their countersign, let, the, let you guys know who's in the building today. All right, everybody get it? Everybody ready? All right, cool, sweet. So first on the deck, all right, coming with some spicy stuff for us today will be Cadet Manresa. Biggest, baddest, best. All right, and then next on the deck, our general military course advisor and first on the deck first time on the deck we have cadet arroyo making her premiere today hey y'all all right and then of course former wing commander she's going to be navigating our ship today for cadet general who's out today we have cadet biasteros alive and well and the first in command of course Doing our thing the best. Without him, we ain't going nowhere. We have Cadet Wade. Yeah, buddy, lightweight. <laughs> All right, cool. That is the crew today. We are giving it to you live from, of course, Detachment 4, Las Vegas. All right, we're going to start off, as usual, asking Cadet Wade what is on his mind, what is bothering him, what does he want to talk about. Wade, what you got? I got money on my mind, sir. Oh, you know how it is. I got that all the time. I, I, we all can agree on that one, man. What else you got? Okay, all right. Um. Well, uh, over here at Debt 004, we always got something going on. There's a new problem every hour of the day. Not even every day. Every hour of the day. And I'm pretty sure we can all attest to that because we see them ourselves. What we were talking about earlier, uh, different different conversations coming up with, you know, how hard should PT be? Should we have a fit? Should we do this? Should we do that? What should our training look like? Should we push the limits on training or are we still in that walking, crawling, running fit? Like, where are we at in there? And we were having some thought provoking discussions and you had some great points that, you know, just clicked right in my mind. And I think that's something that 
the rest of the uh, the podcast audience would enjoy to listen. So the thing is, what should our tolerable risk level look like as college students, ROTC cadets, future leaders, you know, as normal human beings? How much should we go up to that barrier, get close to the limits, or maybe even go beyond them sometimes in order to achieve and get to the levels that we desire to be at, you know, whether it may be PT, maybe instead of what we're talking about, running two miles, we run three miles. Maybe we see what our actual limit is. How, where, how do we navigate that? Yeah, and I get that. I understand that completely. So here's the deal. And, and y'all feel free to jump in and chime in as y'all need to be. But as, as the while we, how we live our lives, our whole life is risk management. Our whole life is risk, right? You all took risks getting just getting here, right? You all take risks by just getting onto campus or uh, going to work or wherever, right? Wherever you are, you're taking a risk, right? It is a risk management. Um, so what we need to do is, and what motivates us to do the next item and actually take that risk is getting that risk to a manageable level, an acceptable level in which we are saying we are willing to accept the risk here to get where we need to go to. I am aware of the things that can happen to me and I'm going to mitigate this way. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to say that it's okay, right? Because we cannot eliminate risk. Let's get it all the way straight. You cannot eliminate risk. You cannot reduce it to 0%, yeah. right? When you're trying to do something, there's always a risk there. You can transfer it, you can mitigate it, you can contract it out, you can do a lot of that, but you can't get rid of it. You can't reduce it to zero, right? So that's what we're trying to get at, right? Is the risk worth the reward? As Captain Belisario, Major Belisario always said, is the juice worth the what squeeze? A what a man. Right? Is it worth the squeeze to, to do this, right? Is the outcome worth me putting myself out there, right? And some people have to analyze that. Right. Some people have to figure that out. And it is con a constant battle. When somebody challenges you um, with a risk, the first reaction is not to cave. Right. Is not to back down. That's mm -hmm. that should not be your reaction. Your reaction is, OK, we've addressed the risk. How do we mitigate it to an acceptable level so that person, that communicator, that boss, that commander can accept it and we can go forward with it. Right. And it might not be something you you have to accept right you don't accept it all the way right you don't you have to sacrifice sometimes you have to compromise mm -hmm. some things you have to give up in order to accommodate and, and make that risk happen yeah so if we're not if we're not doing that then nothing's going to happen if we don't take the risk where's the change if there's no change where's the improvement right where's the growth so we have to accept the risk in order to accept the change and accept the growth but it has to be within an acceptable level yeah no i 100% agree and I think that comes into all facets of all facets of life. Um, starting simply here at the detachment level, what do we do twice a week? PT, PT. You know, there's a lot of cadets that come in, and we talked about it on our first episode. They come in, they're tired, they don't know what their limits look like, and they might not get even close, and they give up. And then our job as POC and cadre is to facilitate and provide that that route to get a little bit closer to that limit to take a risk, you know, whether the discussion may be, oh, this might not be safe to be able to push that hard or do this and that, but we don't know unless we find out. And then zooming it out to another level. Um, I read a book one time, forgot the title. I don't remember book titles, just remember the content that's in them. But I was, I was reading up on this and how America 
you know, our process of becoming a superpower is 100% risk. Took risks at every level to be at the level where we are. You know, whether it started at the Revolutionary War, Civil War, all of these stages, mm -hmm. as America has gone through our history, there has been major turning points where risky decisions had to be made in order to even have a chance at, you know, being prosperous and getting to that point where we determine ourselves successful, mm -hmm. right? And I like to think about, you know, you as we to face think about up against, what are they doing on the other side of that seat? Yeah. What do you think their Ratsu units are doing? Do we think that they are doing a, a lap around the track and calling it a day? Or maybe they're doing four times as much as us. Who really knows? But all we control can control is ourselves. And I think that, yes, on your track that you were putting down is we need to navigate that at risk assessment wisely but we can't be scared to do it at all no yeah i agree we are we are debt for the revolution like you say you you brought up the historical rev uh the uh revolutionary war where uh the colonists took a, a, a gigantic risk you go you guys going against a superpower yeah, yeah. good luck y'all not doing nothing right they took that risk against all odds and made it happen right so my message to the to the revolution out there, you know, the debt for yeah, right, the, dev, the revolution is to think critically about what you're doing. And if you need to ask yourself, are you worth the risk where you're going? Is it worth the risk? What are you doing to mitigate that to an acceptable level so you can make that plunge right off the cliff? As I tell you guys, jump off the cliff, dagnammit. Yeah. Right. Make sure your parachute's on its own. Right. And it will work, I promise. But you got to take that jump. Right. Either you're going to get kicked off the ledge. Are you going to jump off the ledge on your own, right? 100%. Eventually, you're going to get tired of getting kicked off the ledge because that's what we're going to do to you. That's what the POC and the cod are going to do to you every time. But, you, you know, eventually you're going to get to a point where I'm, getting, I'm tired of getting kicked off the ledge. I'm going to go ahead and jump and save myself a kick in the pants. Yeah. All right, <laughs> cool. So with that being said, I think we good. Uh, Cadet Biosteros, I'm going to give it to you uh, with the schedule. What we got next on the list. So next on the list is an icebreaker round by Cadet Wade, just to get the, the juices flowing in our brains, get the conversation going, and super excited. So Cadet Wade. Yo, I'm back. Uh, Cadet Walbro can be with us today, but uh, we're doing that icebreaker and we're doing some some questions. Would you rather and such, you know, the, our typical flow. And I, this first one, I want to start off real good. And I, I'm mostly going towards the cadets here. Captain Sledge, this one might be out of your realm, but... Uh. My would you rather question is, if for some reason, the commander, Colonel Young, you know, HQ, whoever it was decided that you as a cadet no longer needed to be in this program, you got debt dropped, and you have two options. Your options are to get out, and since you are contracted now, you go to BMT, basic military training, be an enlisted member, and you get some AFSC out of it. Let's say, I don't know, security forces. Or you have the other option of going to Army ROTC. I'm very curious on what you guys would pick. BMT or Army ROTC and be an Army officer. Let's start with Arroyo. <laughs> give it to us. Give it to us real. Yeah, hurry up. Hurry up. Uh, I would probably enlist. <laughs> I am not an Army girl. I've talked to Army people. I would enlist. 100%. Without, without, without doubt. Okay. Unless, yeah. Uh, here. I'll keep it real simple. Send me to boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marissa here. 
given I am prior enlisted, um, I'll say I will try my luck with the army. Uh, I feel like there's, uh, I feel no, I know firsthand that there's great opportunities in any of our sister branches. So the experiences and the knowledge that we all have from Air Force ROTC can always be applied anywhere, whether that's the military or the professional sector. So I would just try my luck with uh, ARTC. Captain Sledge, if you could wind back the clock uh, a few years, just a few. <laughs> Yeah, just, well, just a few. <laughs> talk about 19 years, 19 <laughs> rotations around the sun. Yeah, it was 1993. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. More like 2003. Okay. Um, well, consider the back fact that I, you know, I look back at BMT and, and realize, you know, what it taught me. Man, I don't know. I think I, I would go back and do it again. I think I would go back and, and uh, you know, do the Air Force BMT thing again. And, and even though they were – they were rough, man. They 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 would hurt your feelings over there. We talking about hurting oh, our yeah. feelings no, today? No, My, they was they hurting feelings back then, man. Dang, I was like, I didn't even know that word existed. Now I do. <laughs> but I'll be going. I'll go back over there in a hot second. You Ooh. know what I mean? That's yeah. just how I rolled Air Force. You learned quite a bit. This one is more like a a personal foresight. Like, what would you do with your future, possibly your family's future, and such? So, if you were to go through. Because military gig works out, you were going to go through the full thing. Let's say you did full 20, however long. Would you rather, you get an option of picking one, but you can't have both. Would you rather walk out and have the military pension or the GI Bill? You don't get to have both. You only have one. Well, Start with the cadet man, Rissa. Yeah, I'm going to take it from here. Um, Given I already used my GI Bill <laughs> for someone this bachelor's and to start my master's, um, I will say that I will give up uh, the GI Bill and retain that uh, military pension. Mm -hmm. Get paid until you die? Absolutely. Smart. Sir? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Give me that pension. Because I'm, I, I, you know, <laughs> give it, yeah, give me that pension all day, right? Mm -hmm. GI Bill, I get it, man. Yeah, you realize I can get an education with my pension, right? You realize exactly. I can do that, right? Uh huh. I can go or, or I can just not and, and go do something else. Okay. All right. What but, about what about the kids though? You don't want to pass it off to the kids? Yeah, what kids? <laughs> what <laughs> no, kids? Kids don't need to learn. Kid, kids, they got look, YouTube. Look, I trust them. Look, Adrian, right here. Adrian, right here. He is 13 years old. He, I, he, I brought him up well. He, he good. He know how to grind. He know uh -huh. how to hustle. I said, I'm, I'm going, I'm going somewhere else now. Uh -huh. I'm he, going somewhere else. He looked like he know how to make a dollar out of two. Yeah, you know how to make a mayonnaise sandwich. He good. <laughs> he good. Go ahead and make that mayonnaise sandwich. Um, I quite frankly would do the GI Bill just because of the fact that even if like, let's say the kids end up being, smart, I, I have no kids right now. Uh, <laughs> the kids end up being smart and they have, you know, a good plan and scholarships. I would rather them save that money for like, let's say when they move out and kind of start those other adult skills um, because I feel like oftentimes you know you graduate college yeah you had a whole bunch of scholarships but after the fact a lot of people if they're not going in the military they just don't know what to do and they're just a loss of words they're just with their parents trying to figure out more money to move out what's their job so yeah I would stick with GI Bill um, Biosphere is a little nice I'm gonna go with the pension <laughs> 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 Send them to the academy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, that was a good discussion. Do we got time for one more? What we, we, we got, Adrian? He, he's the engineer this year, y'all. What? All right, all right, we got three minutes left. We got one. We got time for one more. All right, I want to come up with a hot one. 
Those are my two prepared ones. Does anybody else got one that they are dying to ask? Nah, go ahead and do that. All right. Well, if you were... You might have to edit this out. There's a little blank space. Halloween one? Oh, okay. Yeah, we All right, go. we can go with the traditional stuff. It's it's, ho- it's October, so let's, let's do, do some it. Halloween stuff. If you were to be chased by one of those, the bad guys out there, you know, the the Halloween bad guys. I don't know what what are they calling? Scary people? I don't know. Yeah, you know your Freddy Kruegers and all that. Yeah. Would you rather be up against? I'm gonna give you a couple options. Jason. Jason Voorhees, the guy with You don't the, know Jason Voorhees? No. You know, you know, Crystal Lake? Yeah. Yep. Jason. Freddy Krueger. Chucky. Or, um, that's another good one. The Boogeyman. Those four. You get to pick one and they have to chase you and you either got to kill them or they're going to kill you. Which one are you picking? All right, this was super, super easy. I always see the Chucky movies and the homies like super small. I can just imagine like cutting the guy and like you would be able to survive like so quickly because I don't understand why the saga is so long and people just don't <laughs> think about kicking the dude in the face, you know, if he just dies. But that's just, I feel like I would have a way better shot compared to Freddy Cougar and Jason who are probably like over six feet tall, 200 pounds of pure muscle or like Freddy Cougar who just magically pops in your mind and you die in your sleep. So... <laughs> Yeah, Chucky would be would be it for me. Um, we had the same thought going on. <laughs> Chucky, yeah, just kick him in the face. <laughs> same over here. Yeah, obviously my size. Same over here. Oh All right, counsel, kind of take out Chucky, and you get to deal with the rest. <laughs> Which oh, one? Oh man, well, I was gonna go with Chucky. You know how nope. many times I didn't choked out my sister's dolls just to demonstrate how much how frustrated I was with her. That would have just been another clip of my life mm-hmm. all right so so what options i got left since y'all took chucky out and chucky's not an option anymore yeah, the boogeyman boogeyman freddy krueger and jason uh yeah i don't need you messing around in my dreams uh so freddy they Kruger, I ain't bad messing enough. With, yeah they already bad enough they would probably freak him out dream about cadets yeah yeah i ain't doing that so everybody failed no yeah yeah, I can go. I'll, I'll probably go with Jason Voorhees. I go with Jason Voorhees. It, it, at least I would get a good PT workout. Exactly. You know, they, which some, which some of some of us need. We need that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Hey, isn't Jason coming to our debt? It'll probably be passed by the time you listen. But Friday the Thirteenth, Jason yeah. is coming for debt four. That's what uh, that wing commander. Yeah, I, my my BMI BFA will be on point. Oh, yeah, because Jason just don't go nowhere. So yeah. I might as well just go ahead and you know get on the track and start going. I you think know? you could take him though. Y'all are probably about the same size. You're pretty yeah, tall, Cam. He don't go nowhere. He don't go nowhere. Yeah. So I got run out wheels. of energy. Again, yeah, again, my BMI BFA on point. Yeah, it is. All right, cool. So, Adrian, we good? We out of time here? We got to roll? All right, cool. Bye, Steros. What you got? So, back to our next segment. This one is based on the GNC that we have right here. Crea Royals. This is the first time in the podcast. But this is now a couple of Q's and A's with the GMCA. So we're really excited to Don't get the nervous. GMC perspective and just go off on us. Let Don't us POC nervous. answer these questions. Don't be nervous. Okay. Uh, I'm not nervous. Sir. What is this segment Don't called? Know. What is this segment called? Q's and A's with the GMCA. Oh, okay. I think up. that's All creative. Right. I did it. Cool. I can't take the credit for that, though. Who did that? Uh, Cadet Holmes did it. Oh, man. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> 
Okay, so I have three questions uh, that the GMCA, that GMCA, well, I am going to ask you, but the GMC core want to ask you. So the first one is, uh, what advice would you give a cadet struggling with morale in ROTC? Okay, well, so please say why you pointed at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the knife hand type of person, so that that question probably shouldn't be <laughs> tailored towards me. Um, well, my biggest thing would be, I think uh, we had previous guests that came to detachment that really hit this on the head. Is that morale isn't necessarily how happy you are. Morale necessarily how is how content you are in your life. You know, are you putting in the perp? Like, you have to find your own purpose because a lot of people are not going to find that purpose for you. And I feel like you will have a lot of fulfillment in your life. If you find out what is your purpose, what if your why? Because I feel like oftentimes when you're in that limbo stage, that's why you have no morale because you just don't know where you're at. Um, and things will always get hard. That is obviously really, really realistic now as college students and ROTC and doing all the things at the same time. But just always see as everything is a learning lesson, whether it is for you to learn something from it or to make you better and fortify it. Okay. I won't piggyback, but I will give some examples in another piece. So um, as a GMC, you know, I had a good time hanging out with friends. You go to a lead lab or PT, and then y'all go kick it on the weekends and do some stupid stuff. But as I transitioned to the POC core, it was a little bit different. So when I came in as a POC, my first job was training squadron commander. And then I was deputy PFO in the middle of COVID. Oh, let me tell you what a time that was. Um, and then standing about chief operations group commander, blah, 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 the list goes on. And throughout all of that time, a lot of those positions are up in front of the cadets, like the, the GMC core and leading your peers within the POC core. And let me tell you, every day is not a walk in the park. Like you are not having fun. It is not a good time, but you still have a job to be done. And I would show up to, you know, PT early in the morning or at lead lab. And I'm like, man, I'm not feeling it today, but I can't have that, you know, because I might be feeling bad and I might feel some kind of way, but you know, you can't, I would always think I can't let other people see me down. And even though I'm not feeling good, I'm going to do everything I can to go out there, show the confident face, be the best person I can. So that if I have one job while I'm feeling that way is to make myself feel good and others feel good. If you can do those two things, and you can say, you know what, as long as I can make somebody else have a decent day and never have a bad day, then it'll help pretty pretty well with your morale, especially while you're at field training. Like the times suck. But if your homie who was just flight commander got grilled on and if you can turn his frown upside down, I, I, I don't think anybody in the world would not feel good after that, after you can help somebody out and make them feel good. So try and work on those things and you'll start to see a little bit of shift inside of yourself. A bit of a different perspective. Um, I've always been a big advocate for uh, intrinsic motivation. Uh, perhaps the motivation, the morale that you're looking for, uh, it, you won't find it in the environment that you're placed in. And my my challenge that I will present to, to GMC or anyone in general will be if your motivation glass is not full, then you need to look at yourself and ask yourself, why are you not happy? Isn't your goal enough motivation for you? If, if, if commissioning and being in this program is really everything that you want, 
then your motivation should be intrinsic and and that glass uh you should be filling up that glass uh on your own so that 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 would be my two cents as far as our morale goes it's a really good one yeah so from the cadre's perspective it's very simple my mentor and i listen to him every day my mentor also said get your get your get your toods up right your gratitude your attitude and your altitude right and they're all connected right and it starts on an individual basis First, be glad that you're here. Be glad that you're still on this earth. People intended on waking up and doing things and they're not here anymore. Be, be grateful that you're up. Be, thank your divinity, thank the universe, thank whatever. Be grateful that you're here to be able to handle the other challenge. With that, your attitude changes, right? You're, you're thankful that you're here and your attitude changes, right? You got a positive attitude. You always are, are optimistic. You're always trying to help somebody out, right? Uh, you always tell somebody what you like about them. You give them a rose while they're there, right? Turning that smile upside down or that frown upside down to a smile, right? You're good. And then that will send your altitude up. You are you are cruising at 30,000 feet, right? And you can see everything and everything's cool. So get your tudes up together, right? Thank, thank goodness that you're still here and you're able to fight another day, all right? Awesome. Okay, we're going to move on to the next question. Uh, what advice would you give a cadet? This is more towards like FTP cadets uh, that are coming into their first semester as a POC, if they make it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was pretty. <laughs> pretty That's pretty morbid, but real. <laughs> you wanna go first? Yes, sure. I will take this. I think the biggest thing is to ask the questions. Ask the questions. Seek the feedback. Uh, seek for outside opinions uh you know we we don't really know we're not born knowing born uh knowing uh how to play the game you know how to how to do things it's not natural to us uh and the only way to learn it's by asking the questions by by failing and then continuing to seek feedback every single day uh, especially as a poc it's paramount really uh for you to to seek outside uh input in order to learn the job uh, a, manu- a manual, it's not its not enough. You know, reading instructions is not enough. That's why so many humans in this planet are visual learners. Um, so ask the questions, seek the feedback, and continue to grow. Don't, don't think that just because you have these expectations laid out in front of you, uh, you're good to go. That's not enough. It's never enough. That's a great point. And I feel like, especially transitioning from a GMC mindset to a POC mindset, Oftentimes, when you enter, even as a 300, you're put in as a flight commander or a TRS or, you know, somewhere else in the cadet wing. And oftentimes, sometimes you may seem or feel like you're just a manager instead of also a mentor. And I think that's the other side of the coin that certain POC are still trying to figure out because, you know, they're getting all these tasks delegated down from either cadre or uh, cadet wing leadership. But, you know, they're sending all that stuff down to their GMC. But then they often forget. It's not just about you telling them what to do. It's like how are you mentoring what they need, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, because that is still ultimately your job as a POC, right, to mentor. I think when you come in as a POC, um, you should be like a fighter jet. So fighter jets, often they take off at full afterburner, right? So you should take off max speed, 100% effort that you have, you know, like full throttle, give everything that you got. Then once those jets get up in the air, that's when they, you know, direct their heading, they adjust their altitude and that that's kind of how you should be as a person, full speed. And then once you you get your groove on, adjust your attitude, adjust your heading and get take the feedback from those next to you because it's going to come hard and it's going to come fast because being a POC, you take a lot more flack than you do as a GMC because you're in charge of a lot more. 
and that's something you got to get used to. The next point is uh, listen before you speak. Do not fill the room with empty words. There's a lot of, you know, you might sit in a meeting as a POC and your buddy next to you or, you know, people are just talking to talk. Don't talk to talk. Use your words and use them concisely. Have a purpose for every single word that comes out of your mouth. That is a very important one. The next big one is to understand that as you come in as a 300, you are, you might be put into a supervisor position above your peers, which does not make you better than them, does not make you more competent than them, does not make you in any way, shape, or form having the ability to treat them any differently. You should get a work kind of work attitude balance with the people that you know you're friends with, and you obviously shouldn't take what you guys are doing as a joke, but when you are in that ROTC environment, be in that ROTC environment, be humble, credible, approachable. But when you're out of it, you know, if you are a squadron commander as a 300 above your peers and you guys are going out to eat after, don't act like you're everybody's boss outside of the ROTC environment. Like, just be friends, like normal people. Don't be weird. <laughs> That's it. Alrighty, just due to lack of time, we're going to skip the third question, but definitely we're going to have Kadeko Arroyo back here so we can answer some even more questions. Y'all keep asking them questions. Yeah, so please, please spam her. Yeah, not, spam her. Not too much, not too much, but you know. No, just spam her and make sure it's not at two o'clock in the morning. Yes, realistic hours, guys. Realistic hours. <laughs> All right, so, cool. Where we, where we going now? Now we're going to transition to bite-sized advice. And as I always say, it's bite-sized advice that has big size impacts. Um, and I'm going to relate this back to today, right? Because I had a previous thing in my mind, but after today, you know, got other things in my, in my mind. So, you know, when I first transitioned to, as to a POC, I had a really big struggle when it came to delegating and, you know, setting expectations to people. And I know, could I already was out here shaking your head? It's, 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 we feel it, right? Preach, yes, um, yes, sir. Oftentimes, I would feel bad about the things I was telling people to do, but then it had to... I had to, hit sit, had to sit down with myself, literally, of like, what am I doing? And it was essentially, I'm like, I'm doing them a disservice by not setting those expectations, holding them to a higher standards, delegating, because either way, the quality is always going to be better, right? And most importantly, the growth is going to be there. If I do everything, they're not going to grow. And today, bringing it back, you know, for those that were here at LAB, we had a big transition of who were the, the acting flight commanders and the, uh, the GMC in general got a really good taste as to how it is to, you know, have different types of leaderships at different random times. How, how was it, Ariel? Kind of speak your mind. Listen, I got put into a flight commander position. I got fired two minutes later. That's all I said. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So, so, so what, what was, the, what was the, the issue? Did you feel the pressure? Or like, what was going on with it? Let's talk about it. Okay, this is the thing is that when I got put as flight commander, all four flights were in the same spot. <laughs> So what did we learn? Um, make a decision. Yeah, make a decision for sure. That's definitely a big one. Yeah, simply a decision is better than no decision. And you'll just, you know, figure it out after then. But this brought me back to a quote that I once heard, right? And it said, never feel guilty for the work that others have to do to win in life. And that just really sets a lot of things into perspective because we always have to have people do the work. And again, sometimes you may feel bad about it, but it is about those higher standards, kind of like today with all the changes, right? Sometimes you're going a little bit hard on some cadets, whether it is for drill, whether it is their specific leadership style.
but it is needed, right? And there's certain work to do because we want to commission the best officers we possibly can to get the mission done and to, you know, excel in their AFSCs. But that's kind of like my realm as to the bite-sized advice. Don't feel bad. Of course, be realistic. Don't be somebody hammering down a whole bunch of stuff, right? Tailor it to your cadet because obviously there's so many people with so many different majors, um, different personal lives, you know, but don't feel guilty. So what does the crowd have to say to that? Cool. So uh, while, while the crowd is brewing, Arroyo, do me a favor. If you can look up, excuse me, if you can look up some kind of statistic about empowerment and like those who can use it, just give me a statistic of, of empowerment more specifically who have more difficulty empowering others let's let's see if there's a statistic out there some from working survey that's going on um while while she's looking that up i'm gonna throw this out here this is more closer empowerment is closer than you think it is all right uh at least from my opinion as a parent right and you imagine you know trying to teach your kids i got one of them right there teaching your kids how to how to you know do chores and other stuff like that, right? I struggle with that very often, right? And they don't see the point of it, right? And the biggest thing is, yes, I can do it myself. I can take out the trash. I can wash these dishes. I can do all of that by myself. And I'll probably do it better, <laughs> right? I'll probably do it better than them. I'll tell y'all trash better than you. Right. I'll wash dishes better than you. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, it's like, man, I don't want to ask them to do it because I'm going to get, I'm not going to get the quality of work as if I did it myself. That's I'm sure that's what, that Biosteros was alluding to, right? But if they don't do it, how do they grow and get better at it, right? Sometimes I just like, man, get out of my way. I can do it myself, right? But then again, I'm not, I'm doing them a disservice, right? Versus just sending them back because if I send them back, he's going to get mad because I sent them back, right? You know what I mean? I didn't do it again. But I was like, and I don't want to get in mad, but I was like, you know what? Just get out of my face. I'll do it myself. <laughs> but we've got to learn how to empower. It's actually more at home than you think. Uh, and shout out to all the parents out there. Make sure you guys thank your mom and your dad um, for for the, all the things that they've done. If it's not your immediate parents, whoever's responsible, somebody's empowered you throughout your life. Uh, thank them. You got nothing to worry. You didn't get no empowerment statistics. No, I just found tips on how to. <laughs> I just found What's so funny tips about on empowerment? How empowerment comes from within. Yeah. 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 Okay, what do you have? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, GMCA. <laughs> so I guess uh, what I would uh, add to this uh, empowerment bit will be that the mission does not start and stop with you. Uh, our job here at the, at the, uh, the detachment, uh, it's not to keep our excellence to ourselves and then take it with us into active duty. Is that's the legacy that, that you want to uh, uh, exhibit, then there's no legacy to be left behind in the detachment. Uh, empowerment uh, works in many different ways, but the biggest thing is that the mission cannot, it's not a one main job and it would never be that way. Uh, not when you go in the Air Force, not when you go into the Air, uh, Space Force either. So if you don't empower now, um, the sad reality will be that no one else will be able to to do the job to the quality uh, and expectations that you're used to. And uh, at the end of the day, it's going to hurt you because you're going to just be taking on so much. And at some point, the engine, your engine is just going to stop working. And then also it's not going to be helping uh, the bigger, uh, the bigger uh, group because they just never been allowed to to learn and to fail and to seek that feedback uh, and to seek that excellence from you. So the legacy really should be to leave the detachment with uh, what's excellent 
um, about you and, and keep that going. Yeah, and I'll just finish it off with this. Uh, something very similar to what um, Captain Sledge had said uh, about your, your toots being in check. Um, there's another podcast on Spotify called Huberman Lab. And essentially, it's basically where they bring in science with just real things in life, right? And they were in this episode, they were talking about who are the happiest people and why. And the two things that the psychologist brought up to was being grateful and two, being empowered. And those two, like, you can be as happy as you like. Those are the happiest people. And it's scientifically proven and statistically proven. So I'll just finish it off with that. Thank you, Cadet Biosteros, for giving me some statistics that was talking about some empowerment. And Roy was like, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. This whole internet, I ain't got nothing. Like, it, it was the Wi-Fi. Let's bring the Wi-Fi. We had no service. The Wi-Fi that's in the library at the university. All right, that's cool. There's not broadband enough, not enough bandwidth. Whatever. Okay, thank you, Cadet Biosteros. That sounds like some great bite-sized advice for folks to take. All right, what do we got next? Next, we got another segment by our new guest today, Cadet Manrissa. So as she has previously stated, she is prior enlisted. She comes with a lot of experience, right? She has had multiple positions in the cadet wing as flight commander, as PA, as investigating officer this semester. Um, but truly what sets her out, you know, compared to her peers is her personality, I would say, and her leadership style. So she has a lot of segments, or her segment today is going to be about having a backbone. Yeah. Perfect. So my bread and butter, I, I mentioned it earlier today uh, that I'm more of a knife hand kind of person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the biggest, baddest and best. Um, and that comes from just my past experiences, uh, being prior enlisted and understanding how how the beast works in the other side of the picture. So on the talks of backbone, um, I wrote uh, a little something that I wanted to share uh, with you all. And uh, really, it just comes down to building a backbone begins with cultivating strong sense of self and unwavering self-belief. So what does that mean? That means that embracing your values, understanding your worth, and standing firm in, in your convictions. Uh, know that you have the power uh, to shape your own destiny and that challenges are merely opportunities for growth. This is why developing uh, mental resilience is uh, paramount. So how do we do that? You might be asking yourselves. Uh, the way that we do this is by training your mind uh, to embrace adversity uh, as a chance to demonstrate your strength. So don't wait until the next PMT event to show your flight commanders that you're coachable. Show them right away. Show them the next opportunity that you have to be in a command position or even to be an active, uh, an active uh, follower. Uh, additionally, it's never personal. Feedback is never personal. Corrections are never personal. Uh, so learn how to compartmentalize. Air Force ROTC is your cadet professional life. That's it. Um, additionally, it is your responsibility to nurture a mindset focusing on solutions uh, rather than dwelling on problems. So embrace a growth uh, mindset that views failures as a stepping stone uh, toward success. And we we talk about success and we throw this word sometimes very lightly, but what success looks like will be becoming and growing into the biggest and baddest and bestest version of yourself. Um, so don't wait until tomorrow to fix your problems. Start today, embrace the issue, uh, take a minute to internalize it. Why is it a problem and what are the, what's expected out of me? And then attack. Building a backbone is a continuous process. So embracing challenges as opportunity for growth and uh, for learning experiences will be the way to go. 
feedback is unavoidable. It is part of the game. The mission does not start and stop with you. So embrace it by listening to understand rather than to respond and uh, take what's actionable. Uh, with that being said, uh, the last couple of comments that I will have to share with you guys will be to let your actions align with your values and aspirations. So embrace uh, integrity, um, authenticity, and conviction. Cultivate resilience, discipline, and, so, uh, and build really a support network uh, as this will empower you to navigate through the challenges of cadet life. Um, and all of this to say that don't let others tell you who you are, show them instead. Um, not to end on a bad note, but rather a reality check. Uh, remember, you will never be useless because you could always be used as a bad example. Yikes. That's pretty doggone good. I was just going to say, since you are a knife hand person, there's a saying that goes out there. You know, when you point at one person's three fingers pointing at you. Well, that's why we start doing the knife hand because it's all on you. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's what they say around here. But then you put it better. You, you could be used as a bad example. That's pretty doggone good. You don't want to be that guy. You know, please don't be that guy or gal. Yeah, please don't. All right, that was pretty doggone good. Thank you, Cadet Manresa. That was money in the bank there. All right, cool. So with that being said, I think we can press on. Uh, how much time do we have in this segment? Yeah, okay, so we got time. We, we might be able to bounce back. To her other question, can we can we bounce back to her? Yeah, question? Claire, Oreo, let's bring back let's the, let's, your let's third bring question. Back that third question, be a little ahead of the game here. Okay, <laughs> great, because oh my gosh, you should be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, because this one I got asked a lot today. After, cool, especially after Olam <laughs> and PT. Because <laughs> um, you're so popular. So we got harped on a lot. I especially I did from Captain Sledge. Um, about our wingmanship um, at the detachment. So a lot of people are wondering uh, what are ways to improve the, your wingmanship, uh, not just in your flight level, but your squadron and wing level. I think I'm just going to put it really simple, but I told this to Charlie Flight, who I was with today. Shout out to the C5s. Um, it's just generally care. Like if you generally care, wingmanship shouldn't even be a problem. Oftentimes, you know, we get into the ropes of, I'm going to go to BT. I'm just going to do some push-ups and sit-ups. I'm going to go to LM. I'm just going to, you know, zone out while I'm marching. But that means you honestly don't care. And I told them very specifically, my number one expectation for them was to care about themselves, to care about their team, and to care about the mission that we're doing. And just simple as that, care. Because, I mean, it's you don't have to fake womenship. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, faking womenship, it's so easy to tell. It's so easy to tell. And, you know, and POC read through it, cadre reads through it, your own team reads through it. Uh, so my biggest advice will be to show up. You know, you don't have to be the top guy in your fly. You don't have to be the flight commander of the week. You don't have to be that person. Don't be that guy, right? Uh, but by showing up, you can be 100% a, uh, what do we like to call it? No actionable follower. Uh, what is Actively? it called? An active follower. Uh, you know, you can. You, you don't have to be the shipman. You don't have to be the, the lion leading the pack. But, like, you can be an active follower, you know? So how do you become a wingman for the bigger picture of, like, the, the detachment, like, Literally help other people out. Even if you have to call out a POC. And, and I don't mean by calling out, but like helping them out. Because at the end of the day, it is that four patch, the one that shows in your uh, in your shirt, in your red polo. Uh, it is the that four patch that shows in our OCP top. You know, so when people look at us looking from the outside, they don't they don't look about they don't they don't think about oh Cadet Manresa or Cadet Ballesteros. You know, they, they don't they don't know us. 
what they see, however, is that is that patch. So if we start thinking about um, a group mentality rather than our individual selves, you know, I, I feel like, and we we have seen this uh, uh, all this past semester. I think this is uh, something that is um, inevitable, inevitable, uh, just because we are individuals at last. Uh, but we have a very individualistic mentality. So if we start stripping ourselves away from that individualistic mentality and start looking at ourselves more as like, okay, we are a group. It is therefore against Texas A&M. Uh, it is therefore against Embry-Riddle. It is therefore against the whole nation. If we start looking at ourselves in that way, you'll be able to be show up for people to become that wingman, not only for your fellow GMC, but for POC, for cadre. Gosh, if I was to see Captain Sledge without a cover, 20 meters outside the detachment going to the parking lot, I'm not gonna hold back just because he's scattered. No, he's part of the team. He's still wearing that four patch and I don't want my teammate to look like a clown for these outsiders. You know what I mean? So if we we're gonna talk about womanship, we need to start, we, need, we gotta start by stripping away ourselves from that individualistic mindset of like, oh, I'm good, I look good, we're good to go. No, we're not good to go until we're all good to go. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> what she said. You know, I got nothing. That's pretty doggone good, right? Yeah, that I told you that's that she's the the spice of the group. She's spicy spice. If we were the spice girls, she would be spicy spice. That would be it. Okay. So was that was that we caught up with your question there? We yeah. Did, that answer your you, okay. You hit the spot. <laughs> all right, cool. So, all right. So okay. So with that being said, I think we all caught up. We can get up to the next uh thing. So Cadet Biosteros, uh, please steer the ship to the next location that we're doing. So now we're just going to finish it off again with who in this wound, in this room would dot, dot, dot. So uh, previously it was Cadet Walbro. He's not here today. But Cadet Arroyo, I believe, can lead the ship in this direction that we wanted to. And yeah, with the people we have in this room, well, what, five? <laughs> Him included? Yeah, we'll throw that out there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who does the things. Okay, great. I'm back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first one is who is most likely to jump off of a moving train? That's Adrian. Adrian would jump off a moving train. Yeah, yeah he would do that. You want to support yourself in the mic? Uh, <laughs> nah, he going to sit in that corner. I told you. We're just going to press forward. <laughs> That's Adrian. Okay, next one. Uh, who is most likely to have a reality TV show? Ooh, I me, think right here. <laughs> right. Well, if we're talking about Cadet Wing, then yeah, yeah oh, me right here. You. Now, if we're talking about Cadra, a hundred P Captain Sledge. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like we're the kind of individuals that we have a lot of impactful thoughts uh, that for us is important to be shared with the rest of the world. Like I talked about earlier, legacy. It's not just for me it's for like the whole world so i feel like the hulu please hit me up uh netflix uh whoever else uh so yeah i, I would take that one uh with uh yeah, just, pay my just, just pay me yeah. just just pay me real quick in my mind it just had like a really like as <laughs> what the reality tv would be like it would you know it would show the cadets all you know failing at drill right and it just spans directly to colonel sitting in a chair in the dark room <laughs> you're like i just don't know what these guys you know <laughs> Yeah, he got no words. His just hair is just buried. That was just what was in my mind when you said that. He said left face. He said left face. Why did they go right? I don't understand. Okay. Hey, he's the reason why I'm still employed. So I <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, who's most likely to cry because of a sad movie? 
Oh, that's Biasteros. That's Biasteros. And then... An emotional movie. It can be even a happy movie, and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's the thing. Yes. That's, that's the thing. You ain't never seen no movies. I asked you. I see you I a series of movies. Some of you... the old movies. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> dropping the war all like that. Dropping that's that not war. my fault that you have. Some movies are timeless, like Friday, okay? And you have yeah, I still, I still have not seen that one. See, see, see. I know, I know, I see. I'm on the same boat. I don't see old, oh old movies. In, in my defense, I think I was talking about this with Captain Sun, is that, like, I know a lot of movies, but a lot of Spanish movies. You know, as a younger kid, I didn't really see a lot of, like, you know, Friday, that type of stuff, because I was seeing all the Mexican oldies, you know, you, for my family. So you never seen Huevas? <laughs> you never seen Huevas? No. Wait, what? No. You never seen Friday? Friday is goodness, sir. Sorry, I lost it. I like the intent. I like the intent. But you know, stuff like that where like I was I'm like, I swear it's not because I generally just didn't I wasn't really exposed to it. It was just, you know, stuff about my culture. There's always a uh, room for improvement. So we're gonna be working on that our last <laughs> semester senior year. We're gonna be catching up with American culture, both me and Ballesteros. <laughs> Okay, ready for the next one? Um, who is most likely to worry about the small things? Nice. Take it away, Ballesteros! <laughs> Take it away, first! I mean, really, what I mean by that is that, you know, uh, Ballesteros is really the kind of uh, person that's very detail-oriented. Uh, and it's not that she worries about the small things, it's that she's very, like, um, Attention to detail is really like one of her core uh, uh, values. So it's not a bad thing. Actually, I think in this case will be like one of your strengths, really. Uh, the only caveat to that will be like, how do you go about it, right? Um, but no, yeah, I, I think she's on the right track. Um, I do tend to worry about the small things, right? I just like, like she said, keeping things up to par as to what they should be, right? So now it's just, Going back to like, what is my reaction to that? Oftentimes I am stressed out, so I try to keep it, you know, within, but also just, you know, realizing it's, as we always said, ROTC is a leadership experience and a learning experience and they're, it's, it's bound to fail, you know, and I have to be okay with that. Okay, great. Uh, we, we have time for- How much time, how much time we got, Adrian, our engineer for the day? So we had seven, we, 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 got, we got a little bit of time. We can go, okay. we can go a little bit of time. Um, who's most likely to be a stand-up comedian? Oh, <laughs> yo, that's Ben Ritter. That's right here. But, but I would say, I would, I'm going to plug my boy in, uh, Cadet Pule, uh, Simon Pule. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I think we, we take the torch on this one. He for, uh, him for the, for the guys and, and me for the girls, you know, gotta represent. Um, I think comedy and just humor, having a, a, a light heart, uh, for, for things, not taking everything at face value is important. And that's part of the backbone theme that I brought to, to, to the podcast today, you know? So in, incorporating humor in a tasteful, tact, uh, tactful as well, uh, manner in the, in the workplace, uh, it's, it's never going to be a bad thing. So that's what I will say about that. Yeah, comedy is actually one of those things that help dilute some of the realities. It, it, sometimes things are hard to take on at, at, at face value. So uh, comedy helps us dilute it to the point where it is digestible and it's like, but it makes you think about some things and like, hey, wait a minute, 
you know, the, that person has a point. So a lot of the things that you guys are taking too seriously with ROTC or whatever you guys are dealing with life, a little bit of comedy will probably help you guys, right, laugh at it a little bit, and then it makes you feel a little bit better. You can take it on the next day. Um, you, when you guys look back at it after you guys have achieved everything, you can look back at it and laugh at it. Uh, it kind of sucks when you're going through it, but when you look back at it, like field training or basic training, you look back at it, man, you know, it wasn't so bad after all, right, in most people's cases. Or you can just laugh at some situations that are that are happening where your TIs or FTOs are yelling at you. You're like, you know what? They do have a point. I was dead wrong on that one. And you can laugh at it. So, yes. And then, yes, comedy. You. Comedy. Right? Me, I've retired. Okay, how much time? Yeah, we got a little bit. We got time for one more? Okay, Adrian says we have time for one more. Okay, last one. Uh, who is most likely to be a horrible boss? Dang. Arroyo. Uh, <laughs> she she she's still learning. She's still learning. Um she got fired. <laughs> well then all right, you gotta take this one, my girl. You gotta take this one for right, I'll take answer. this one then. <laughs> Horrible boss. But okay, in Cadet Arroyo's defense, I think she's been doing great as a GMCA. So in that regard as a boss, I think she's been doing awesome. So I might say accounted for her feelings. Build a bad boy. Oh, Captain Slime yelled at me today for not having morale in my flight. So I'll take it. I'll take the horrible boss. I wasn't yelling. I was shouting into the air, into the atmosphere. Don't don't tell people that. <laughs> okay, cool. So, what that all means, I think we're good. So let's press on with the last event. Event. Alrighty, everybody. This was a good run. We had a lot of good guests today. Kadem and Rissa, Kadet Ariel, thank you guys for spending the time here with us. Hopefully you guys come back. <laughs> thank you for inviting us. Yeah, hopefully this space is now, you're tenured. You're tenured now. Yeah, yeah. Thank no, I wanted to say, uh, I wanted to take a second and say thank you for having us here. It's really important for uh, the GMC and just the Cadet Way in general to hear from the GMCA, you know, the person that represents uh, them as a whole and also i wanted to say if you guys wanted to hear more about project go about pdts about how to get money out of air force rtc have me again the podcast and i will dig into that because i have seven pdts on my record we're flex i know but i can definitely uh talk you guys uh into how to um definitely explore and exploit uh the opportunities that are out there for you what, what 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 part of static member did you miss? You keep saying, oh, 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 just invite me back on the podcast. <laughs> invite me back on the podcast so I can go ahead and tell y'all. She's going to be here next week. She's going to be here next week. Maybe. Right? According to her. I'm not sure. Okay, GMCA, what about you? What is something? You, are you going to be here next week? Um, I won't be here next week. I have an all call with. Oh, that's uh, right. She got she's got so she, she, to make an orbit around the. the... <laughs> I will be back. I will. What part of static <laughs> member did you not get? Man, let's go. Okay, I'll be back in two weeks then. Next week, next week we're going to do Webster's Dictionary Review, and we're going to look through some definitions of static. All right. Okay, so with that being said, um, we again, we appreciate y'all. Welcome to the team. Uh, we, we cannot wait until everybody's in there so we can all get in here and gel together. But uh, we got to get this uh, POC and these GMC uh, situations taken care of, and then once all that stuff's ironed out, we'll be back in full swing with uh, Connect General and Walborough and Cooper and all the folks um, guiding the ship. All right. So with that being said, um, that being said, 
talk to somebody differently, get a different perspective on life, and don't forget, jump off the cliff or else get kicked off. All right? Let by stairs. Back to you. All right, everyone. Have a very solid day. Enjoy your times. Get those perspectives. Out.